Do you feel stuck in your life, career, or business? And are you ready to take things to the next level? If we haven't had a chance to meet, my name is David Trotter, and I'm a transformation coach passionate about helping people just like you rise above your biggest barriers to reach your greatest goals. My superpower is helping people experience tremendous breakthroughs in a short period of time. If you give me 12 weeks, I'll help you launch that new project, go after that better job, or overcome that challenge in your business. To find out how I can help you, head on over to insporising.com slash coach. That's insporising.com slash coach. It never crossed my mind. I don't come from an entrepreneurial family, quite the opposite. It's like the conventional way, which I, you know, started my, my life um, following. And and yet I, I kind of something in me was telling me, no, just, you know, go for it. And you've got enough under your belt. You know, you've got, you've got your master's, you've got four languages. You, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. 10 years experience. You're going to be just fine. Welcome to Inspiration Rising. My name is David Trotter, and I'm a business growth consultant. I'm passionate about helping business owners just like you rise above your biggest barriers to reach your greatest goals, all without the paralyzing overwhelm, feeling all alone, or wondering what the heck to do next. I'm a former pastor and a serial entrepreneur who's passionate about personal growth because that's what's helped me cultivate peace in my life and empowered me to love my amazing wife, Laura, of 26 years and our two almost grown kids. So if you're all about business, personal growth, and peace in your life, you're in the right place. I'm super glad that you're here. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Inspiration Rising. It is great to be with you today. I'm going to tell you the last couple weeks for me have been hard. I've really been processing a lot about what I do through Inspiration Rising and Rise Up Creatives and the Rise Up Business Academy and feeling like something just wasn't a good fit. And I have been processing that and my wife has been so gracious and other people in my life have been gracious to just kind of listen and allow me to be in that middle space. You know, that middle space is, for me, the most uncomfortable space. I love the beginning of ideas, and I love when ideas are successful and people are impacted. But that middle space, that space when you're kind of going, I don't know, something just doesn't feel right, it feels like there needs to be a shift, that middle space is not a fun space. But it's the space in which I grow. It's the space which I'm challenge to look at my presuppositions of why I was thinking something would be good or how something would work or, you know, all of those, the assumptions, right? The things that you assumed would be good about a certain project or life or all of those things. And so I've been wrestling with that, I will tell you. And um, I'll just be honest with you. I uh, When I launch Rise Up Creatives, I, I feel so passionate about it as a resource. I mean, it is such an incredible resource for coaches and online educators to use to create content, to create social media content and lead magnets and workbooks and PowerPoints and all that. I mean, it is an incredible resource we've created. And it is such a low cost at $25 a month. But I have been feeling like, oh, man, I'm turning into like the social media guy. I'm going on all these podcasts and I'm talking about social media. And frankly, social media is not my passion. My passion is you. My passion is helping you embrace your full uh, identity, your true identity, helping you find your purpose, your passion, helping you launch that coaching career, helping you launch that online education website where you're providing education in whatever your expertise is. That is what I'm passionate about. And that's an overarching purpose of helping you start and create a business. So anyway, um, I love Rise Up Creatives as a resource, but I'm going, man, I don't want that to be my main focus and what I'm doing day in and day out and talking about social media, because that's not my passion and not necessarily not even my expertise. So um, I'm finding a shift that's happening within me and going, hmm, I think my main focus needs to be Rise Up Business Academy. 
is this okay if I process with you like this? I hope so. Uh, Rise Up Business Academy, which I absolutely love, and people have told me it is so extremely helpful from taking someone from point A, getting started in a business, to Z, having a full-fledged business and rocking it online. And Rise Up Creatives can be an incredible content creation tool along the way. So, Anyway, you might hear some rumblings of changes that are going on, all good stuff. But I tell you all that stuff because my guess is some of you are in the middle space of life, that middle space where you feel like "Mm, something's not quite right, something's missing, something's out of alignment, and that's okay. That just means that you're in a process of growing and clarifying and getting uh, more aligned with what you feel your calling and your purpose is. And so take heart. The middle space only lasts for a time. But if you are willing to do the work and process with yourself and with friends to go, what is really going on inside of me? Well, then you'll start to have breakthroughs. And I'm, I'm feeling so much better uh, in my own life, uh, having had some of those breakthroughs here just recently. Well, hey, today I am so honored to be able to present to you a conversation with Anna Kanapik. And if you've ever dreamed of leaving your day job to travel the world or do something that's location independent, she will make you want to take the leap even more. She actually grew up in Poland and worked her way up to a coveted marketing position within IKEA. I had kind of a funny moment where in this conversation, I told her, man, in the 80s as kids, I don't know why, but Polak jokes, Polish jokes about people in Poland were so popular in the 80s where I grew up in Kentucky. And I was like, did you know we were making fun of you in the United States? And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, there's tons of jokes. And I thought, oh, my gosh, I feel so bad. I'm joking about something what is up with that? Why were Polish Polak jokes a big thing in the 80s? I don't know. But I love my new friend, Anna Kanapik. She is incredible. She's fully stepped into her purpose, and she now coaches and mentors women in four different languages. What the heck? And she's traveled to over 50 countries. So she's going to share her journey with you, and it is going to be so inspiring for you. I just know it is. So let's go ahead and jump into this conversation with Anna Kanapik. Well, Anna, thanks so much for taking some time to hang with me today. I appreciate it. Uh, Thank you so much for inviting me. Yeah, it's good to be with you. So you have such a unique story, and I love to get to know people and kind of, especially if their stories, you know, obviously very, you have a very, it's a very unique story. I don't know how else to say it. Tell me about where you were born and kind of the journey that you've taken. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I was born in Poland, so I'm, I'm Polish, but I don't know if bad is the word. I've been traveling the world um, pretty much like full time since 2015. So I lived in many different places. Before that too, I, for 10 years, I, was, um, I worked in the corporate world. I was marketing executive like most of my career, like pretty much all of my career. This is what I studied. So I went down the conventional path and then 2015, something like literally like broken me. And I, at that time I was employed uh, at Ikea. I was working for Ikea, which was a great company to work for. And despite many, um, many conversations with people, despite many different ways of thinking um, I took, uh, I took that decision to, to leave and um, start traveling. Wow. Can I, I, let me just jump in real quick because you said you were born in Poland yeah. and I don't know much about Poland other than, I think I saw you were born in the eighties in Poland. Is that correct? It is 83. Exactly. And when I was a kid, yeah. like Polish jokes were the thing. <laughs> like people made people made fun of people who were Polish. And I don't even understand why that, like, I mean, Lekwalesa, Lekwalesa, Lekwalenza. Like, I know he was huge during that time. Like, were you aware in Poland that people in the United States were making fun of you? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I, I was aware of that at that time. And I, I don't think I even cared. 
Uh, I know there are jokes all over the world. I know Germans have some really funny jokes. So they, they used to have some jokes around like, uh, you know, if your car is not here, it's probably there, meaning in Poland. <laughs> oh, because like somebody uh, stole it and then exported yeah, it? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, okay. you know, you have to kind of, and this is not defending anyone, but this is like, this is the history history we we, we experienced, right? which many people don't know and it's tough it's um it's been it's been really oppressive you know yeah it's been like 60 years of communism before that uh world war 1 world war 2 um before that uh, which you probably don't know because why why should you it's like three partitions of of the country literally uh, the country was uh, was um, parted in uh, in three three times, right? So, like centuries of oppression, of war, of really not having much, right? Not being able to to express yourself uh, because there was always someone an oppressor, right? And I'm not even saying it from a from that victim kind of mentality or resentment, not at all. Uh, just, you know, being being conscious and aware because some of these, um, I guess, um, these cultural beliefs um, I inherited in a way. So I had to work through them to be able to travel the world, to be able to speak multiple languages, to be able to do business internationally, to be able to serve clients all over the world and all of these things. So, and so, yeah, it's, it's been a tough, it's been a tough history. Although I have to say, like when I was born, I was born in 83. I would say that uh, the communist era in Poland was coming to an end. So it officially ended in 98. So I, I kind of can remember some some weird things like my mom, like, you know, standing in lines like for hours to get some food. Mm-hmm. But other than that, uh, I don't I, I don't remember much. But, you know, it's kind of it's on a serial level, like you kind of feel it, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. the like oppression, certain, certain mentality comes with it. That's why I believe um, Polish people are of. Right now it's changing, but um, before we're so much about like acquiring things, buying, having something stable, like Polish people didn't used to like rent places. They they had to own places. Just, I think this is my belief. That's nothing that's been proven, but I, I believe that's a lot down to that history, right? So you want to like, after so many centuries of oppression, you right. kind of want to own something. So that it's, you know, you've got something, right? And nobody will take it away from you, right? So this is kind of my my kind of analysis, let's call it this way, my that the way I see it, looking also at previous generations and my parents and my my grandparents, and how even like taking this decision to travel the world and you know, sell my car, sell all my belongings. So my family was like, they were going crazy. They were like, what are you doing? You've been working um, to get all of this like f- such a long time, you know, all your professional life, and you're just like dumping it now, like throwing it away. No, because you know, like in Poland, and I don't think it's. I, I really think it's connected to that history that um, you value things so much more than experiences, or you used to value. Now it's changing a lot too. So I see people traveling here to South America, Latin America, Asia, like Polish people, which when I started traveling, um, probably like, like really seriously, like 10, 12 years ago, it was like hardly any people and Polish people to see in, in Asia, in, in Latin America. Now I, I, I do see them. Right. So it's, it's changing too, but I think a lot is, and there was a lot of work done by the by the new generations too. Sure. Wow. So in 2015, you left your corporate job at IKEA. You were still living in Poland at the time. Is that correct? I was living in Poland. However, I was in a in an international project, so there was a lot of travel involved. It was a dream job, um, and I was living in Warsaw at that time. I'm from the south, so close to Krakow. 
Um, this is where I studied and then I, I moved to Warsaw um, and I packed everything. I quit <laughs> uh, in June 2015 um, by Polish. What got, you, what got you to that place, though? Like, what was the thing mm-hmm. that you I mean, this is a huge decision. What was the thing that kind of pushed you to go? I want to see the world. Sure. So I had been traveling before that, obviously. Mm-hmm. So so I kind of I always took a month off. So there was always the agreement with my employer. And, you know, in Europe, I know in the States, it's a little bit different, like 10 days or 15 days is a lot, right? Right. Of time off. In Europe, it's usually like depending on the country, uh, around like 30 days, 25 days, which is quite really a norm, right? So I usually, I didn't kind of, I didn't have family like my of, of my own. I didn't have kids. So those, those periods were not important, like summer breaks, winter breaks, so I usually like work through through the whole year. And then around like February, March, I, I took a full month off pretty much every year. And every year I would go some, somewhere different. I would go to, um, I don't know, Argentina. I would go to Malaysia. I would go to, uh, to really different places. And that, and then really night, like warm places. I think that that was the thing because around this time, like February, March, it's like pretty like windy. The, the weather is, it's no longer winter. It's not spring yet. So it's kind of a weird time. So I, I took that holiday and really was to recharge my batteries, to refresh. And I would go back with so much energy every year, right? And it would just really um, keep working. And, and, and I was happy, you know, it's, it's not that I was so miserable and unhappy until 2015. And that year, I actually took a month off. As usual, I went to Cuba for a month. So I traveled with my with my one of my best friends, with my travel mate. We traveled. We had traveled um, a lot together before, so we, we were we were really good travel mates. We went to Cuba. We started. It was our first time in Cuba, although not the first time in in Latin America, right? So we started traveling around the island, and you know, Cuba. Cuba is very peculiar. And, um, yeah, and I started kind of, I don't know, something started changing. I think it had been changing before, obviously, but I guess, excuse me, Cuba was that catalyst for me to, to find, to see, okay, these people live literally like earn 20 bucks per month Mm -hmm. or $30, right? And I'm not saying it's great by any means. I I saw what poverty is there. And but but then I saw like joy. Like I speak Spanish, so I spoke to, to people, right? And I connected to people. And I saw like, so what's happening? That I'm I'm going to that you know fancy apartment that the company just is paying for for me. Um, I'm going to, you know, all those fancy events. I have this great job, you know, um, and a lot of travel, international travel. Um, and yet I'm not happy. Like I'm like, I, I actually dread the moment I'm gonna, I'm gonna board the plane back to Europe. So where's the disconnect? I couldn't quite, uh, really pinpointed and I was I, I I returned back home and I you know I tried to kind of coach myself I was like okay you just you just need some you know some time like you know see how many good things you've got in life and 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 everything and and that wasn't working so mm-hmm. I I returned after that holiday in in March 2015 in June, I handed in my notice. So it wasn't a super well thought out decision. It wasn't something I had prepared for, as you can imagine. And by Polish law, you've got three months. So I was already employed in a company four years. So um, after three years, you you need to stay like it's to protect the employee and, and the company, obviously. Three more months. Oh wow! Okay. Um, yeah. So it's it's your it's your um, notice period. So period. I did give hand in my notice in June, and in September I was already boarding a plane to New York City, where I started my um, my international adventure. So I started in the states. 
Amazing. And had you saved up enough money to be able to, you know, travel around for a while or at what point did you open your online business? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Great question. Cause I actually, like I was saving money just, you know, just for the rainy day, I guess this is what you would call it, but nothing really special. That was absolutely not my intention to, to quit my job. And even when I was quitting, I remember, uh, those thoughts, like, should I ask for like unpaid leave? Because that, that was possible at that stage. I was already like for a few years in the company. So, you know, it wasn't like that. I was like, you know, I, I had to escape because something bad happened. None of these, right. I was, I was dealing with, with human beings. They were amazing. And then I, I, something in me felt like, no, it will just limit your creativity, even though at that point, and this is something that I still can't grasp. I, I never even like thought about my own business. It never crossed my mind. I don't come from an entrepreneurial family, quite the opposite. It's like the conventional way, which I you sure. know started my, my life um, following. And, and yet I, I kind of something in me was telling me, no, just, you know, go for it. And you've got enough under your belt. You know, you've got, you've got your master's, you've got four languages. You, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. 10 years experience. You're going to be just fine. You worked in, in many countries. I worked in Germany before that. I worked in Ireland, all in marketing. So I was like, you're going to be fine. And I, and I did it. So, so there were some savings, obviously I sold my car. I sold, I sold my bicycle. So whatever was there to, to sell really not to store it anywhere, just, you know, to start um, on the sure, fresh, sure. fresh page. And your and, parents, were they still alive at the time? Yeah. My mom, my, my mom, my, my dad is dead. Dead. Yeah. And she, and she was saying, she was saying, baby, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> come on. Like you've got here everything. Like you've got the amazing job at this international company. You've got your great salary. You, everything is like safety and security. Everything that my parents didn't have. Right. Because of everything that was happening historically, I did right. have, right? So I studied, I, I was Walked successful. Away. Everything was great. And then yet I, I didn't feel like happy, right? So how many... How many months would you say of money you had saved up where you could go, okay, I can go this long on traveling mm-hmm. based on whatever lifestyle, you know, cause you can travel lots of different ways, but like how many months of, of like runway mm-hmm. would you say you had? I would say I had around like a year and a half and this okay, is so like, time. yeah, but you see, like, I don't, I don't care about like five star hotel hotels. I don't care about many things. Which is not to say, you know, it it can be quite basic, but I love eating local food. I sure. love I love road trips. So usually there will be a car involved and stuff like this. So there are certain things that I value a lot, while others like great accommodation, I'm okay with a with a simple motel when I was sure. you know, or or a tent sometimes, right? Or a hostel when I was traveling around the States. And having said that, I, I do like to have uh, have money for other things right so I, I do like to enjoy the culture of the country I travel around so and and then the next thing is that I started with the states and Canada which obviously are not the cheapest to, to right. travel right and I, I did spend a lot of time like I think more than five months in in the states so I traveled from New York to Seattle and I I did a road trip down the west coast down to San Diego, Arizona. So I did quite a lot of um, a lot of amazing places. Um, I did Canada, part of Canada, British Columbia, and then I uh, I moved down to Mexico. And this is when it, of course, uh, got cheaper, less expensive. And this is when my budget was like, okay, <laughs> you can breathe. Although I love that American part and it's always going to be something that, you know, really this is where it all started. So, wow. so you drove all, right by me. I probably, I could have seen you in a grocery store. You could, yeah, yeah. Whole foods, whatever. <laughs> That's so funny. That's Trader's great. <laughs> and so at what point did you say, um, but what point did the idea of opening an online business, doing mm-hmm. coaching and kind of more soul work, when did that begin to come to you? Yeah. Uh, so 
what what started happening? So I actually moved uh, moved to Mexico. I was in in Tulum, in the east coast of Mexico, and this is when I started writing a blog. So I was like, so at that point, so you you have to like kind of understand, right? So I was marketing manager for many years. I was managing many many online projects. I was studying. I studied marketing. And online marketing, but I was managing them, right? So I was I was I was hiring agencies, I was hiring freelancers for different companies because before IKEA there were other companies. And so I did understand a lot about marketing and online online world, and I, I was always passionate uh, about it. However, there was not much I was doing, you know, like manually, like with my own hands I- or you know. So, so this is when I created my first blog and I created it from scratch. I can't, I will, I'll never forget it. I was like traveling around Mexico, then Nicaragua, like it was hot. It was crazy. The internet was dodgy and it was breaking up all the time. And I was creating that blog. I was like, what the hell am I even doing? And after like traveling uh, Mexico, Nicaragua, Costa Rica, Costa Rica, Panama, I, I felt called to go to Colombia. In Colombia, I launched that blog officially. So I was basically writing about traveling, but really about my my inner journey, about my personal story. And I started like weaving in the elements of really of of what I've learned. So I quickly realized that's not even a a travel blog. I didn't know how to call it because like many people were inspired by the story but what I was really interested in was not the travel so much because I had traveled before a lot, but the travel, I, I saw it as a, I would say a nice kind of a nice, like nice packaging for all of it. Sounds ugly, sure, but sure. you know, no, something, like something that, that allows this inner journey. Right. So for some reason, my soul needed that journey. Like some people do this work, just go to a one week retreat and they're just, oh, I'm so like, you know, but now for some, for some reason, my, my soul needed that. Uh, and, and yeah, and, and that blog was kind of another like, catalyst. So I, I was writing the, that blog and then from Colombia, I went to Cuba again and I returned home after almost a year. Okay. Right? Now, now, the spirituality component of what you're talking about, the inner work, was that something that you had been introduced to growing up or in your professional mm-hmm. career, or was it something that you were introduced to on your journey? That was something that I was introduced or the universe introduced <laughs> me to um, on my journey through very like different, different experiences, different people, uh, through my own kind of, you know, when you're traveling on your own, you're kind of uprooted right completely like you you start like after a year I literally I returned home and home meaning Europe because I, I I went to Poland but I I spent some time in Germany in Spain uh, in many different places around Europe and I realized I am not connecting anymore like where like it's been only a year but I don't really know where I belong all I knew at that time was that that journey had to continue. Like there's something more for me. And as crazy as it was, because like my money was, you know, um, slowly running out and many, many different things. Like there was like, it was time, like literally um, and a former colleague of mine uh, said to me, okay, Anna, like this, this, this like fun journey is over. Like the, the real life is waiting. Right. And I was like, yeah. no, like this journey continues. Like this is my life. And I did, I had no idea what I was talking about. I was only, I knew I had to like uh, keep keep um, traveling. And from there, I actually went to Southeast Asia. Asia. So I started in, in, in China, Hong Kong, and then moved down, um, down to Vietnam, Cambodia, um, Thailand, Burma, um, and, and Laos. So that was the next big trip trip. Wow. And, um, and there in Cambodia. So this is where I guess Southeast Asia and especially Cambodia were, was where that spirituality, because that was your initial question, uh, kind of got kind of, you know, reiterated for me. 
So okay. I I was on on a healing on a personal healing journey because as you can imagine, okay, so I questioned everything I was, I questioned everything I had done before. When I was like briefly in Europe, I was offered a job, a really well-paid job without asking for that. I, I literally, I knew that would be selling my soul if I had taken that job. So I didn't, but then, so where is it going? Right. Like we are like in the Western world, we are taught we need to have that direction. We need to know we need, we need a plan. Right. And so this is what, how how I was raised, and there was a there were there were a lot of questions, but I followed that journey and and kept that kept um, doing that that inner journey, inner work. And in Cambodia, one of one of the places there, I was offered an internship in chakran energy healing. <laughs> hey, so with um, you became aware of chakra, like who introduced you to the whole concept of chakras? So those people, so of course I had known about them before. So I, you know, I was searching, I was already on Ah. that search. So I I did various meditation retreats. I did different things as I was traveling. I was interested here in South America. I was interested in, in, in various shamanic um, arts and modalities. So I was interested in those things, but they were really mostly for me. Right. So I, I, I realized, like, I didn't know much at that point, but I knew that there was something in me that needs healing because, of course, I was raised Catholic. Poland is one of the most <laughs> Catholic countries in the world, probably. Um, so, you know, I that, I didn't connect. I wasn't connected to that either for many years. Um, right. I, f- I thought it was something like my parents kind of installed in me, but I wasn't really connecting with that. Um, so I was, I was searching and I did know there was something that was much more. I was always super intuitive. I was always very connected to the universe. Um, I felt I, I was always protected on that journey. Like most of this, this journey was done solo on my own. So imagine that like the, some of the craziest places and I did have, um, quite messy situations, but I, I always managed to get myself out of it. So okay, there was something more that that was that was sure. I was I was I was totally aware of that. And Amazing. So yeah. you, you were offered this internship. Did you take it or what? What was the I didn't, next step? I didn't take it um, uh, immediately. I actually said, okay, this is not happening. Come on, like like what chakra healing, like mm, meditation, great. Uh, okay, and I. I went on, like I, I, I traveled to two more countries. I, I traveled to Burma, um, Myanmar. And this is where I was like, I was, I was on my, on my way there. And I was like, okay, so these things don't happen just, just like this. Like there is a reason for it. And I wrote back and said, yeah, I'm accepting that. Whatever, like th- this was the moment where I was like literally surrendered. Wow. What year was this? That was 2016. Okay. All right. So you're about a year, year and a half into this journey. And like, yeah. now you say I'm surrendered to this kind of new path. Yeah. Now, were you telling your mom or your friends back home? Like, Hey, I'm getting into energy healing. I went from <laughs> Ikea to, to some chakras. All right. I did. And Oh, let me tell you, was that a journey? Another journey, you know, because one thing as you know, I'm sure is like what's happening within you. Right. Right. And even like, maybe you your family, your closest people, like absolutely like the people of choice, which, you know, your family is not, not always the, the people of choice, if you know what I mean. Sure. Sure, right. So those like closest people, so they, they would know, but usually like what's happening here, you don't even sometimes integrate it yet, but these things are happening within you. Right. And then, so <laughs> that was actually funny because like I had to, I had to kind of speak up because I was, it was December. I accepted that. And I was traveling like three months before, like started traveling that, that, that specific journey. I started three months prior and, um, and my best friend had wedding at New Year's Eve on New Year's Eve and, uh, 2016. So I like, I couldn't imagine like accepting that uh, internship and not, not going at least for a few days to, to, to my best friend's wedding. Sure. And so I booked a fly. I, I accepted the internship. I said, I'm, I'm coming. Well, I'm coming January 2017, but because I, I have something to, to attend. 
And they, they said, okay. And of course, everyone was asking, everyone was, uh, so what, what, what are you going to do now? Like my mom was petrified that I'm going to convert to Buddhism because Cambodia oh. is, is Buddhist. I was on my blog. I was writing a lot about like I was exploring different uh, religions. I wasn't sure. so interested in religions as much as like philosophies, if you know what I mean. So I was exploring Buddhism. I was ex exploring the yogic philosophy. I was exploring many different things. And I was writing about it. And my mom obviously was reading that. And she was like, I'm so like, you're going to convert to Buddhism and uh, I'm not going to see you ever again. It's like, mom, chill out, please. Like, I'm not looking for a religion here. I'm, I want to learn something. I want to see where it, uh, where it gets me. Uh, so, of course, there was that encounter of, you know, of, okay, my coming out in a way, although I wasn't even aware at that stage, like where it's going to, you know, lead me to. Sure. So I did that introduction and then returned to Asia. I did that internship internship for almost five months. Yeah. And after that, four months, four months and a little bit. And after that, that I, um, I went to Thailand and I actually ran my first uh, retreat, transformational retreat based on the chakra system. Wow. And those were people that were native Thai, native Thais? No, 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 no. Those were, were women, women from, there were seven, uh, seven women from Europe. Gotcha. And did you invite them there or somebody else had no, organized that? No, no, no. It was you... totally my retreat. So I had run retreats oh. in the healing center before, but okay. of course under, under their brand. And I was, as I was learning, I was also helping them with marketing. So there was like, there were mutual sure, kind of sure. benefits um, they were doing amazing work there. They were teaching me about the chakra system, about energy healing, all meditation. This is where I first um, did my my meditation training, meditation teacher training, and and then in May I did that first retreat because I just I just felt like I this is this is what what I need to do. So that was another kind of calling. So this was the first kind of this is where I consider. Um, was really the start without without knowing or without like officially launching my business. This was the start of that business. So you just reached out to friends in Europe and said, "Hey, I'm going to put on this retreat in, in uh, Thailand. Would you like to come and be a part Literally. of it?" Because you didn't have a you yeah. didn't have a website or anything. You're just inviting. I people. did have I did have that blog, but as you okay. know, like there was like there was so many things ha happening that I didn't even rebrand from travel to something different. Right, so right. Many people were still seeing me as that, you know, crazy traveler. And 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 then like, you know, there was a lot about also the adventure and and exploration. So I kind of, you know, connected all of it. So right, a little right. bit of travel, culture, like Thailand is such a wonderful, you know, um place. Right. So, like delicious on many places, on many levels. So I kind of you know, created something that was deeply healing and transformational, but in a, you know, in a nice surrounding. That now, when, when that retreat ended, what did they say to you? Were they like, Oh, you know, this was nice. I don't know. You probably shouldn't do another one of these. Or were they like, <laughs> no, the, the Oh my gosh, Anna, you've got to do this. Like, what was their reaction? No, the feedback was absolutely positive. It was, everyone was excited. Of course, for many of them, you know, they never, they, they never left Europe before. Like, probably like one or two people had been to Asia before other than that, like it was a new, completely new experience. So that was amazing. You know, I felt that, that I guess pride to, to be introducing someone to, to a different country. I was, I organized everything on my own. So I didn't use, you know, many like yoga teachers, retreat leaders, they use travel agencies and all of it. So I did, did all of it on my own completely. So imagine like, at that stage, I wasn't even aware of how much work in, in, involved. So I was like, it was great. I was like putting together the program. I was like, I was, uh, I was planning flights. everything, booking flights, booking places, booking hotels, everything. It was crazy. But, you know, um, it was very energy consuming. And after that, I knew I had to continue that work. But... Um, I also knew for myself, I had to like take some time off. And this is where I went to do my first Vipassana. Um, Vipassana, I wouldn't even call it a retreat. It was like in a in an authentic Buddhist monastery in Thailand, in the north of Thailand. 
And this is where I took a few days off to, you know, in silent meditation without talking, without like completely the Buddhist way, with right. just two meals and and reconnected with myself. Because as you know, you know, you work with, with people, this work can be as rewarding as it is. It may be sometimes uh, quite taxing, right? Yeah. What an amazing story. Um, so fast forward us up to today. Um what are all the ways that you're, I know right now you're in Colombia. Um, you've lived there for about a year or so. Um, what are all the ways that you're currently supporting people? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Where did I begin? No. Um, so I would say, you know, I can, I have many, many arts and modalities, uh, which, you know, I've learned over, over the years. It's, it's been six years on the, on the road almost. Right. So I've got my my um, chakra system. I've got I'm a uncertified yoga teacher because at some point I returned to India to do my yoga teacher certification. I I use meditation in my work. I also use so these are the Eastern kind of um, modalities, right? But also I'm I'm very like Western rooted too. So I'm a certified life coach. I'm a, a NLP master practitioner, hypnosis pract- uh, practitioner. And of course, I have all that background in, in marketing and, and business, right? Business, so right, right. Where the like where the disconnect started, like happening, was okay. I, on one hand, I'm all about Eastern philosophies because they have helped me so much, you know, as a as a yoga practitioner first, and then as a chakra practitioner, and all of this. And yet, come on, like I can't deny where I came from, and. And all those, like, I was still like super passionate about how the, how the mind works, how like hypnosis has been hugely beneficial on my journey and NLP and so many different, you know, modalities. So I was like, how, like, where, where am I in all of it? And this is where I realized that, you know, that work that I'm doing, it doesn't have to be like one or the other like I can kind of you know fuse it I can I can combine it and this is when I actually moved into business coaching full-time so I, I I was life coach for for years I in that life coaching practice I use many um, eastern eastern philosophies and eastern philosophy based modalities right I, I created my own chakra course and many many other things right uh, my masterminds, my my retreats. I did retreats when it was still possible, um, but at the at the end of the day, I realized, okay, so like, what would be a great way to combine it all? Um, and as again, as crazy as insane as it seems, like how to combine like spirituality and business. Sure, but this sure. is this is exactly what I'm doing. Like, I can't imagine my business without that higher purpose. Right. If you told me, hey, Anna, there is a deal of like a million dollar, but you know, like it's like you have to produce and sell this. And this would be something that I don't believe in at all. Right. I'll be like, no, thanks. Like I appreciate it, but like where's the like where's the purpose behind it? Like what's the meaning? Where's the fulfillment? So this is how I created Miana. And Miana is a is, is a dedicated community for women all over the world craving more freedom, which which is a big value for me, as you can imagine. Freedom, fulfillment, purpose, and impact. So I I realized that you know blending all of these arts and modalities and my previous experience would be the best way of creating impact in the world. And this is also like, you know, the way you you start um, realizing something and the universe confirms you, sure. right? So this is how I first had first, my first business client two years ago. Someone came to me and said, Anna, I so love the way, you know, the way you do things. And I so love your lifestyle. Please, I'm going to pay you. I, I want I want to have a similar life, right? Yeah. I said, yeah, but I'm not doing business coaching. And, you know, an integral part of this lifestyle is my business. But she says, I don't care, you know, like, you know, put something together for me. And this is how I started right. transitioning from life coaching and 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 yoga and retreats um, into business coaching, like using everything I have learned before and branding and, and online marketing and communications and all, right? 
Amazing. Amazing. And so now you still offer on your website, the chakra course, but you offer one-on-one business consulting and also I'm, I'm assuming some group coaching as well. Yeah. So right now I am, um, I, I still coach some corporate women. So th- this life coaching part is still there, mostly corporate women. Uh, but most of my client base are either aspiring or early stage uh, female entrepreneurs, usually those soulful entrepreneurs. So usually like I feel very connected with the creatives because um, because creativity is, is, hu- is a huge part of my journey. Sure. So I support creatives. I support coaches, mentors, um, healers, yoga teachers, educators, and also sometimes even mission, mission-driven product owners. So as long as there is a mission or a higher purpose behind uh, what you do, I'm happy to, I'm happy to, to work with you and, and support you to create that bigger impact. And what's amazing blows me away. You know, meanwhile, I'm a 10-year-old probably because I was born in 73. So I'm 10 years old making Polak jokes somehow <laughs> that I don't even know anything about Poland. And, and you know, that somehow Polish people are stupid. Like that's the whole, you know, that's the whole okay. premise of all the jokes, right? I understand. Right? Yeah. No, I know. I know. But it's just ridiculous. It's just stupid because I don't even know <laughs> anything about Poland. And meanwhile, you speak four languages. Right. That is just incredible. I know you have a knack for languages, but you've obviously put a lot of time into that English, German, Spanish, and Polish. And, um, you know, meanwhile, I can barely speak English. (laughs) You're, you're crushing it. You're absolutely crushing it. Um, I need to go back to my 10 year old me and be like, you know, let's hold off on those knock, knock jokes. Um, (laughs) You don't even know anything about Poland. Um, amazing. Absolutely. Now what is, uh, do you say Miana or Miana? Miana? Miana. 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 How, what does that mean? Oh, there is a there is a story behind that, but I don't think it's even relevant right now. Uh, I was looking for literally like when I was transitioning or rebranding from that blog, which by the way was in, in Polish. And at some point I, I remember I was in wow. Hawaii. I was traveling around Hawaii in 2017. 17 was it? Or 18, no, 17. And I, I, I had someone, I was planning my, my next retreat in Greece. And I I had some women interested. And so we're like, hey, Anna, so, you know, let us know. Like, we would love to come. So some of them were living, in, like, originally or living in Hawaii. Some of them were living in Oregon or California. So they were like, Anna, let us know. Like, send us a, a page, a link, something. Like, we would love to work with you. And I like, I'm like, dude, like, what, what am I going to send you? Like, I don't have anything. Like, I do have that amazing blog that I put so much heart into, um, but of course I can create a, a quick sales page, but like, what do I stand for right now? And where am, where am I? And at that point, I was more than sure that I want to support women. I was so cold, you know, traveling the world, realizing like how much inequality there is generally, right. but also right. gender inequality, right? It really broke my heart. And one of the biggest like experiences for me was in Sri Lanka two years ago when I was on a on a um, on a train traveling from the capital from Colombo to to Gaul, which is the second city. And I was in a like third class compartment there, literally with all those women because they they like w- women and men are separate in the on those trains just for security okay. reasons for women. And there was like literally like jam-packed trains and I'm the only like white person there of course and all those women so kind and so generous and like you know literally like um, giving you a seed like being so kind and I'm like what what like this is like my mission like I somehow need to find a way of course to support all kinds of women and I, I do support women mostly in the western world but I need to find a way to somehow empower these women too so this is where where it was like literally like was channeled to me that 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 was my path uh and if i ever doubted that was that was it and uh, a few months before a year before actually miana was born so for me when i was creating that brand what was really important that it was a female brand and that it really at that point i think i didn't even want to like come up with an with an English name that would say something. And I'm so happy I didn't because that 
that journey of mine, you know, transitioning from a from a corporate person, it's from a marketing person to a yoga teacher to to a healer, wellness practitioner, through to life coach and mastermind leader and all of these things, and now to business coaching, which I believe is my I, I don't even want to say is my final calling. I think sure, that's sure. that's the journey, and I think I I'm sure you can you you can relate to that too, right? Yeah, yeah. So, wow! Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. The website is absolutely gorgeous. Um, so mm-hmm. encourage people to check it out. M I A N N A H dot com. Miana Miana dot com. M I A N N A H dot com. We'll of course have that in the show notes. People can swipe up on their phone and click on that. Much. And you offer um, chakra course coaching, biz mentorship, um, and all kinds of uh, amazing things. You also have a podcast. Um, what's the podcast about, and how? Wh- who would benefit from it? Yeah, so the podcast is called The Miana Show. <laughs> so everything um, around the brand and the podcast is for um, passionate and purpose-driven female leaders and entrepreneurs who basically want to uh, wanna do their inner work, want to align with their purpose, want to find more meaning and fulfillment in their life and ultimately also, of course, create more impact in the world. Awesome. The Miana Show, you can find it on all the podcast platforms of course so Anna, thank you so much for taking some time to hang with us today and just share your journey i know your story will be so inspiring to people to know that they can they can find that path right and it doesn't have to be one like clear path with a you know plan in place but you kind of meandered and have found your way into just making a huge difference in the world so thanks for sharing that Thank you so much, David, for having me on the show. Um, I highly appreciate it. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to to having this journey, you know, with you, with amazing people like you. And I, I, I'm, I'm just excited, you know, what the what the journey, what the what the path unfolds for all of us. Right? We are living in in very interesting times. That is very true. <laughs> Hey, congrats on listening to another episode of Inspiration Rising. Why congrats? Because you're pouring education and inspiration into your mind and heart. And that's something we all need if we're going to grow our businesses and reach our goals in life. Now, if you enjoy Inspiration Rising, do us a favor, share it with a friend, take a screenshot of your favorite episode and text it to them. Tell them to search for Inspiration Rising on their favorite podcast app and click subscribe. And if you haven't already, be sure to sign up for Inspo Text. That's our daily inspirational text messages. Just text me right now at 949-401-6090. That's 949-401-6090. Just say, hey, Dave, what's up? You'll get an automated reply with a link where you can add yourself as a contact. And of course, you can always unsubscribe. I want you to know today that you're inspired, empowered, and loved. Not because of the way you feel or what anyone else says about you, but because that's your true identity. Mm